Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. We're going to talk to Craig Bowlerjack coming up here momentarily. Uh, this uh, just coming out of uh, the press conference uh, from the White House, Gordon, what do you think about this? Donald Trump announces all pro sports commissioners along with Patriots owner Bob Kraft, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, and Mavs Mark Cuban will be on committee, the Committee to Reopen America. Hmm. Who else is on it? I mean, like a hundreds? I'm not sure, to be honest. I, I'm not watching sound, the press conference. I'm just seeing the news come out. Well, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that you would leave to sports to lead the way out on that. Although I, I imagine they could play some role in that regard. But uh, interesting. I I don't know what that's going to look like with the schedule. I, I've seen some models that suggest that the uh, the thing will sort of, quote-unquote, peter out sometime in May. That sounded optimistic to me. Boy, I, th- I would take that right now, wouldn't you? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't know when it's going to happen. I do think sports represents a, a little bit more than just your, I don't want to say run-of-the-mill business because that's not fair, but uh, sports, first of all, they provide so many jobs. Uh, they, they stimulate the economy of basically everything around it. You know, Gordon, we've talked about this before, but ask about businesses around Vivint Smart Home Arena, how much the jazz mean to them. I mean, it brings 20,000 people downtown, you know, 50 nights a year. That's just because they get started on this doesn't mean they're going to be, have stadiums loaded. Oh, no, no, no. But I, I'm glad that they're – I think they're a good representation. I think they should be represented. I, I, yeah. You know, some people just say, oh, it's just sports. Uh, sports matter a lot. They matter yeah. a lot to a lot of people, and they generate a lot of revenue uh, for this country. In fact, if you want to make an argument that sports are the only thing propping up broadcast television as we know it, I certainly would listen to that argument. Well, I'm looking for any positive news uh, because we're all so hopeful that this thing will will uh, subside. And and I, I mean, if I see a story that suggests something positive, I read that because I've I've the, the reality and the negative has been heavy, and I know you're of the same mind. Yeah. It is heavy, and I, I, I'm trying to remain optimistic, and uh, I think there's a lot actually to be optimistic about. But um, I think those people, those people that you just mentioned there, the commissioners and certain owners, they're going to be extremely cautious. The last thing anybody wants is to start something up and then have to cancel it again. You know? I, I mean, because what? The, it spikes again? Oh, no, everyone's trying to avoid that. That would be worse than just keeping a lid on it and and then uh, you know waiting longer to start it up prematurely. I think would be a disaster. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Actually, I just hope the people that do make those decisions are are have clarity and make the appropriate ones. Right, right. The one that's healthy. 
uh, for everybody because uh, that's got to be the number one priority. And everything I've read from gov- most governors, most people who are who who are responsible in their approach to this, it, it seems like they're being cautious, as they should be, because as we, you and I have talked about before, people are not expendable, and enough people are dying, uh, keeping things tamped down as much as possible. Uh, and if you, you open everything up, business as usual, I, I don't know what that would lead to. Mm, I don't either. But I know I what mean, I know what keeping everything closing down closed down is leading to. Well, Jake, again, number one priority is health. Come on. Uh, what was it yesterday? Seven hundred and eighty people died in New York. Uh, it's it's just it's they've got to wait longer. I'm no doctor, but based on what I've read, I I don't see them starting this thing up right away. Uh, this thing has to subside some more before i think that can happen and if it and if you are going to start things up again let's imagine that for a second jake you you start a league up again and people start to to the numbers start to rise as far as those who are contracting the disease what are you going to do then be happy about that think oh well that's just the cost of doing business Let's talk. Let's let's switch gears a little bit, Gordon. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, of course, he's the television voice of the Utah Jazz, and he joins us each and every Tuesday. The one, the only, the great Craig Bowler. Jack Bowler, what's happening? How are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? Jake, how are you, Gordon? How you doing? Doing well. Thanks, Bowler. Thanks for asking. Uh, hope you guys are all healthy and, and uh We're doing good. I think everybody's stir crazy, but, um, you know, it's the norm now. And that's, uh, as you guys were just talking, you know, there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of questions that have to be answered, but carefully. I think that's the best way I could put it. It's like when you go to the swimming pool and it's ice cold, what do you do? You stick your toe in, right? You get a feel. And then maybe you put your your you know your ankle in, and then maybe later on you jump in. It's almost like you you just have to you have to be careful, you know, and stick a toe in. But no one really knows how to do it and when to do it, and that's uh, you know that's that's concerning. So I guess we hold our breath and just continue on, right? That's all we can do. Bowler, since we talked to you last, there's been kind of some evolution in the Rudy Donovan relationship, the athletic piece last Friday, uh, talking about how the relationship was unsalvageable. And then Rudy, over the weekend, releases an Instagram talking about how he and Donovan have spoken and, you know, they uh, have the same goals and will go along and get along to get along, saying their relationship wasn't perfect, but they both want to win a title. Your thoughts on kind of some of this advancement from your perspective? I, you know, I guess in when you have relationships, you have someone has to maybe make the first move. You know, when you have a, uh, a disagreement, um, maybe a squabble, um, different ways of approaching uh, what your goals are. But Rudy uh, offered the first, you know, hand. And you hope Donovan will take it. And if they have spoken, which Rudy did indicate they have, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, the longer you let things kind of set and you don't take 
basically uh, you can't you you have to own the narrative is my point and Rudy finally owned his own and that's good now will Donovan uh, try to put his narrative uh, you know in front of us because you know it's an important time for the Jazz not only is this situation difficult for all of us uh, in the middle organization and the Jazz uh, think about what's at hand about the future of this franchise with two all-stars one has the ability to gain a supermax contract and donovan can sign you know his uh, he's going to be on his fourth year of his rookie deal and he can go into an extension of a max deal that's one hell of a financial investment and i think if i was just stepping back i've got to talk to both these guys to under to get the understanding that both understand what that is for this for this franchise the, the financial investment and where are you and what are both your goals and is this salvageable as they said last week uh, according to the athletic it was not who put that out i don't know uh was it an agent i don't know was it a player i don't know but what it did was the jazz and rudy and donovan at the time lost the narrative in my opinion so what happens over the weekend is just a cascade of rumors and then this, all of a sudden, Twitter and social media is making their own trades. And I, mean, I guess you can sit back and let things ride, but in my opinion, I'd rather take their narrative under control and get the two together and decide what, what's going to happen. So you can let things ride too long because I think when you think, I got a couple of buddies that I've lost contact with from college. And I know that, you know, in our own minds, we're still friends, but so much time has passed, you just kind of lose the ability to pick up the phone or even send out a text or an email. I think all of us can can relate to that. Man, I should, but you don't. And instead of a month, it's a year, then two years and five. And then by that time, you think it's too late. The quicker Rudy and Donovan and the Jazz figure this out, the better. I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, So Rudy... Rudy at least stepped out first, and now we haven't heard from Donovan. Uh, and you just have to wonder why. And you hope, again, the narrative can belong to the Jazz and Donovan and Rudy because, again, like I said, uh, the, the cascade of trades, that's not good. That's just not good for the franchise. It's not good for Donovan and Rudy, who hopefully have the same goal, and that's to bring a title to Salt Lake. And I hope that one day we'll all share that. If, if they're able to patch things up from an attitude standpoint, how well do these guys fit on the court together? Because that's another question. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Rudy is a defensive-minded guy who wants, I think, respect on the offensive end. And Donovan is an explosive offensive player with, you know, things that he's told us that he still wants to be a better decision-maker and uh, he has the ball in his hands, Gordo, a lot. So does so does uh, Mike, and so does Joe Ingles. Now, Joe, from my chair, seems to facilitate the play of Rudy better in the sense of delivering the ball where he needs it, and that's high up on the rim, above his head, not on his numbers or his belt. And so those times when that ball isn't delivered, it equates into a turnover many times. So... I, th- I think Rudy wants to be appreciated. 
uh, for his defense. He wants to know that guys are there to help him as well. I think sometimes we all kind of believe Rudy can cover the entire floor. That's not the case. And he does need, you know, needs help on the defensive end. Uh, but I also think he wants to show that he is a complete player. That's still a work in progress. Again, my opinion. Uh, you know, this, this, this you know, face-up jumper, uh, the sweeping hook shot, there's been little glimpses, but consistency in that area is still something that Gobert's working on. Um, and it's been a process. But look how far he's come. And he continues to work his tail off. I'll give him that. The guy is dedicated and focused. Donovan has natural athletic ability, and he's still growing into who he is as a star, as an all-star. But it's a great question. You know, what direction do the Jazz go? Do they continue to be a defensive-minded team and play against teams that draw Rudy out on the four-out kind of offense that you saw D'Antoni and the Rockets do? Uh, Or do they become a smaller team? where the league is really kind of trending in many ways in the six eight six nine category where most of those players have the ability to step out and shoot the three. So there's a lot of things there that we just that I just threw out, but they're all good discussion points and ones I'm sure the Jazz are discussing, and I think they have to, uh, before you make that investment. That's my point. Look, right now it's worked, but the future is about the investment and the uh, the financial investment, meaning that they have to be dedicated, the two, to be on the same page. And I hope they are. Uh, I think they both bring such a uniqueness to the game, uh, but if there's something that we all don't know about, I hope they can fix it. Bowler is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Bowler, what kind of teammate is is Rudy? Is he, I mean, if you want to speak in generalities, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I mean, is he vocal? Is he quiet? Is he is he chummy with everybody? What kind of teammate is Rudy? Just because of um, the way he was brought up, I think he's a little more reserved. I think he likes to have fun, but he doesn't express it maybe as much. And that's a European-American maybe difference in some ways. Um, you know, Rudy's worked hard for respect, and that's why he wears 27 to always remind him where he was drafted, and I get that. Uh, I think Donovan's been trying to try to loosen him up, loosen him up at times when you know the water bottle uh, routine that they share quite often on big plays and big wins and post game interviews. Chris and Kenny's been drenched more times than I can think of over the last couple of years with the water bottle show, and that's fun stuff. You know, and I think fans really enjoy it. And I think it's truly something that Donovan and Joe and Bogdanovich really, you know, it's kind of a way to show your passion for the game and also the respect of the player. Um, so saying that, I think Donovan's a little bit more energetic in that regard. And there also may be a decision between the two of, you know, is it my team or yours? And uh, I think yeah, I, I got asked this question the other day. And it's about Carl and John. How did they coexist for so long? And I think it's a great lesson. The great teams with great players, how do they do it? Pippen and Jordan. Well, they understand their roles, but they also respect one another and understand what they do on both ends of the floor. And Carl and John maybe didn't go out and share, or like Gordon likes to say, you know, they didn't have a kumbaya, you know, setting at a fire and roast marshmallows, but. When it came down to it, right, Gordo and Jake, I think we both agree that they respected each other 
and their skill set, and they knew they had to have each other to, yeah. to achieve the ultimate goal. And they got there twice but failed. But at least they got there. Carl was a two-time MVP and still number two all-time scorer, and John's the all-time assistant seals leader. Great things happen. So if you're going to coexist as great teammates and achieve the goal, it takes special personalities to achieve that and maturation. And I think both guys are still on the upward trend of that. And hopefully, again, they can get together and, and decide who they are and what they want to be. And their games fit together so well, getting back to what we were talking about before. Uh, so that was an advantage for them. Bowler, if, I mean, let me ask you this question. It's impossible to answer, really. It's unfair. But if you were to bet which sport will start up again next, which one would you guess? Oh, man. That's so good. That's a great question. Well, you know, the clock's ticking. Here it is nearly, um, well, it is mid-April. And you know what? I was just thinking, um, we I would not be broadcasting tonight, but Jazz Nation would be at, at the arena tonight um, for Denver and the Jazz. And that game could be a huge game on where the Jazz would be. Maybe they'd be fighting the Nuggets for that spot, you know, the three. Maybe the, the Jazz would be at the two spot. I mean, who knows what the Clippers would have done. Um but I know that the NBA would like to be the leader in that. Commissioner had said that, Adam Silver, Gordo, to say we had to shut down and we'd like to be the one to reopen. And, you know, for me, selfishly, I'd like to go back to work. But I also understand it's got to be the right time and it's got to be safe. And I don't know when that is and how people decide it. And I hope it's sooner than later. I think everybody does. Uh, under the right circumstances. But, look, man, not too far from now, you know, you've got baseball that should be in its second or third, second week of play. Spring football is uh, being completed around the country or should have been. And now you've got, you know, camps. Uh, July is when, you know, you go to the NFL camps, right, and college football starts up. So I don't know, Gordo. I don't know if, if football starts on time or not. Yeah. Uh, but I sure like to see the NBA play and get in a, at least a playoff series or two and, and see where it goes from there. But then again, if it's waited, you know, if it waits until August and then you have to turn around, do you start the regular season back on time? But you guys talked about before, it has to be done right because the leagues and our economy and the country can't afford to have this thing turn around and come back for another visit, right? And that's that's my biggest concern, too, is that we do it right the first time so we don't have to repeat what we're doing right now. Um, but, again, I, well, nobody knows how it's going to happen. I guess we, we'll find out together. Bowler, what has been the biggest storyline on the floor for the Jazz thus far this year? There's multiple, uh, multiple stories there, Jake. I think, you know, again, uh, all-star status for, for Rudy and Don and come to mind first. And that's interesting, right? Because the two achieved it together, and they got to remember that, by the way, uh, through this situation that they're dealing with. They are all-stars. Rudy's a two-time defensive player of the year for a reason, and Donovan has to remember that too. Um, I think the other storylines would be Conley's injury and the... Um, trying to fit him in uh, as the Jazz won 19 of 21 to bring him back 
and the Jazz had some struggles That's uh, trying to implement him back at the point guard position. Bogdanovich, who fit the system, um, and how he's going to continue to, I think, play in, in a Jazz uniform, and that he was more maybe physical at the rim than I expected in a lot of us. I thought he was just going to be kind of a, a guy on the three-point line, but he's, he's shown versatility. And the other storyline for me is uh, the Jazz, to, you know, finally breaking their relationship with Dante and bringing in Jordan Clarkson, who refueled a Jazz bench that desperately needed a punch, and how quickly he adjusted to Quinn Snyder's system and how comfortable he was and how much trust actually Coach Q put into him to, to green light it off the bench. Um, the guy's um, a nonstop, uh, energizing type of player out there, and he showed some outside-inside skills, and he can finish at the rim. And I think those are, you know, those are the ones that first come to my mind. And I know there's many more, um, but, but I think when I look back on the season, and then of course, uh, March 11th, Oklahoma City changed it all, right, with COVID-19 and Rudy's uh, testing of going positive. And standing in that, sitting in that room for seven hours, six hours, waiting to kind of feel or hear what was going to happen, and then the test, and then getting back home, and, and here we are. So I think, you know, COVID-19 is going to be probably the headliner, but there's so many other interesting stories that happened prior to that as well. Well, I was looking at some uh, projections as far as some opinion pieces on on NBA awards earlier today, mm-hmm. and not a single one of them. And they had a various uh, people who cover the NBA with their with their picks. Not a single one had Rudy Gobert's Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, uh, is that is that not surprising to you, or is yeah. it surprising? It, I think you know. I wonder, Gordon, if because of when those questions were asked recently, correct? Not yeah. if it had been a regular type season with no COVID nineteen and Gobert's involvement. I wonder how that's impacted the voters, Jake. I mean, I, I think human nature still maybe ponders that a little bit, right? The uh, visions of the hands on the mics and all that stuff, and and Gobert being the first uh, professional athlete to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, being tested positive. I don't know if that plays into it or not. Gobert really has had a fine season. I mean, a very dominating season. Teams have changed their their plans against him, and it's all been led by by D'Antoni by bringing four out and forcing Gobert, you know, to get out of the out of the paint and defend on the perimeter. That's tested him in some regards. And granted, the block shot, shots aren't as high, but I thought he's played some brilliant defense uh, along the way. Um, and I haven't looked at all those, Gordon, but I'm guessing what Antetokounmpo is, is on, on, the, on those lists. Anthony um, Davis, yeah, Antetokounmpo, and... Yeah. Uh, there was a, I forget who the other one was, but uh, not a single one. It's tough to three-peat, too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's difficult to win one, let alone two in a row, and to get there the third time in a row is uh, is, is almost unthinkable. But his play has been, a, has been at a high level. I don't think anybody can question that. But I just wonder what the, the attitude towards him is. And that's why 
I think the narrative is so important, Gordon and Jake, of where the Jazz go with this and how Rudy handles and goes forward and how Donovan and he get to, you know can get together and decide what they want to do. Because, again, it goes back, the Jazz happened to make some big decisions on, on the financial you know, financial front of making sure both these guys uh, are paid what obviously the contracts call for. And you hope they uh, fix this because it needs to be. And I hope that what was reported by the Athletic is not true, that it's not irreparable. I think Rudy's made a great statement that they had talked and it was not, that they were, they had differences, and, but they're going to move forward. And that's great news. And I hope that's the case. I try to put myself in that same position, as I said, about people that I know. And I don't expect everybody to like us. I know that's the case for me in my business. And, Jake, I'm sure you feel that way. And, Gordo, uh, you have. I mean, we talked about it in the past. You know, not everyone agrees with the way that you write or, or announce and your opinions and all that. But at the same time, you hope they respect what you do and find a way to still achieve the same goals uh, when you're on the floor together and make sure your team is solid and not splintered. That's, that's, that's the true goal of great teams, and hopefully that's, that's going to be the case for the Utah Jazz. Bowler, you are the best. Thanks for jumping on with us, and I understand we may have a whole hour of Bowler next week. Hmm. You know what? Hey, I'll enjoy it. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Um, you know, Gordon can take a, a little break outside of the little boy's room, and Jake, you and I can handle things for a while. Let's do it, Polar. I'm down. I'm down. But Gordo, you need that break once in a while, don't you, pal? Already took it once during this uh, particular interview. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of which, Bowler, uh, are you for, uh, installing a bidet in your house? I heard about your conversation. I don't know, man. I only, I only see a bidet. Uh, when we go to those five-star hotels on the road, then I had a, I stare at it going, how the heck does this thing work? <laughs> it's not a drinking fountain. <laughs> no, i got to read the instruction books, Jake. I know that, pal. But, you know, if it's it, always if it stays a tree or two, maybe I'll have to go that way. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Always read that instruction manual. Always read the instruction idea. book, yeah. Always a good idea. <laughs> Bowler, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Whole hour. Very excited. See you soon, guys. All right. Thanks, so, Bowler. Take care. Craig Bowler, Jack, television voice of the Utah Jazz. Coming up next, we have Drops of the Day. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. That is not the title of the segment. The title of the is the drops of the day. And during this pandemic, during this odd time, we do it every day at 5.30 where we pick some sort of drop or soundbite or something that we want to hear. It can be anything. And the idea is to have a few laughs, right, Gordon? Drops of the day is a lot uh, easier to say than what I said. I would agree. Uh, do you want to lead us off today? Sure. I uh, am in the mood for a little uh, 
a little Pat Summerall and John Madden via Frank Kelly and uh, why don't we give that a listen? What what are they? What's he doing? Is it just he's just hanging out? Or? He's no no. He, they're calling a uh, a street fight between a, an individual and the Easter Bunny. Ah. Skirmish, and here comes Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail. Yeah, but he's not hopping down the bunny trail now. He's lifting this guy up by the shirt. He's ripping his shirt off. Look at that. Boom, boom. He's like little bunny foo-foo, picking up a shirt in the sky and bopping him on the head. Kick. Boom. Bandana guy over to break it up. Is he doing a Conor McGregor move right there? Look like it. I mean, usually the Easter Bunny delivers eggs, but today he delivered a punishment. Sure did. Now look at this, Pat. I mean, this is just the Easter Bunny being the Easter Bunny right here. Some guys celebrate by making muscles, and some guys do a fighter dance. You know, I'm surprised we didn't see the wolf out here. Or did we? Yeah, he's pretty He's pretty good at those. Those are... Do you, how, when was the last time Pat Summerall called the game? Is well, he, still he passed with? away. No, no, he passed away uh, a while ago, right? I mean, over like, de- wasn't over a decade ago? I, I mean, that's a compliment to him, right? Uh, that that would oh, those, still be funny because people still know who Pat Summerall is. Those those two were terrific together. And Frank, when he shifts gears, when he's doing his various impersonations, man, he, uh, I, I don't know how he can do that so quickly, but he does. And uh, we had Frank Caliendo in the studio. That's skirmish. A number of times, and it was, he, he always makes me laugh. I don't know what it is. It just strikes my funny bone. Do you like impersonations or impressions? Do, yeah, he's funny. funny? I've, I've met him, uh, Frank, a couple of times. Uh, but I will say this. When he had his short-lived TBS uh, show, Ugh. that might have been the worst show ever made. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there's bad, and then there's that. That will rival that third Batman we were talking about off the air oh, as, as the worst thing ever produced. No, the Batman's a lot better than that. The Dark Knight Rising? That That's at least something. The Caliendo TV show was nothing. Yeah. Well, they, you know, it was terrible. You know, you guys what? are being a little too hard on that third movie. I think, uh, uh, I think it was a little better than that. Come on, what's that uh, Stanley Kubrick movie where they um, they hold open the dude's eyes a as a way to a Clockwork Orange? You that know? is like, one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Uh, uh, yeah, don't if, watch that for family. If night. they remade that movie <laughs> and held the guys op- the eyes open to watch the 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 screen. It would be that third Batman movie. That's what they'd use. <laughs> that or, or, or Frank Caliendo's TV show. Well, watch it! Watch it! Uh, oh, terrible. Austin, why, why don't we let you go next? Because okay. I'm kind of excited about mine today. Uh, yours is very exciting. Yeah. Yours I had to cut down from 11 minutes down to a, a feasible length. It was 11 minutes yes. long? I had no idea yeah, what that was. It's long. a compilation of three years' work. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. Mine, just uh, during the Nas Sports Report, all I could hear in my head was this scene from one of my favorite movies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are that are funny or, or mildly amusing or interesting. You're a miracle. Your stories have none of that. They're not even amusing accidentally. <laughs> and by the way, you know, when you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. I don't oh, know. man, I, just... I love that movie. You like that movie, Gordon? Never seen it. Oh, come now. Stop it. Planes, nope. trains, ne- and automobiles? You've never nope. seen it? Never seen it. 
You're well, kidding. We'll fix that by this weekend. Yeah, you should watch that. You put that on the list, Gordo. You okay. get a good hearty laugh out of that movie. That movie's right, amazing. I'll, I've watched 20 movies in the last uh, 20 days. Well, make so. it 21 because Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is pretty incredible. Okay. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I wish I were a shower curtain ring salesman. Oh, it'd be, it'd be the best job in the world. What's his name? Dale? Dale Griffith. Dale Griffith. That's right. Yeah. I, I accidentally sometimes say Dale Griffin. It is. It's Dale Griffin because Daryl Griffith is the jazz great, right? Right. So anyway. Yeah. Amazing. I can't believe Gordon's never seen that, really? Nope. Never seen that one. All right. Speaking of movies, here's my drops of the day. Uh, this is something, I, I'm an avid Movie Zone listener, and you guys put this together, what, a year ago, Austin? Something? Oh, uh, I think uh, a couple years ago now. And yeah. have been airing it, and this is just a taste, apparently, because the, the, the whole thing's 11 minutes long. But Gordon, of course, being the Movie Zone listener that you are, you, of course, know of the, the Movie Zone phone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that that is. I, I don't mean to pull back the curtain too much here, but that's recorded and uh, not <laughs> not live. Uh, and jeez, didn't know you were going to tell everyone that. The movie zone phone outtakes. <laughs> what else you got to tell about me? Might be the funniest thing ever. Here you go. Hello, and welcome to the movie zone phone for the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. For popular movies and showtimes, please press 1. You've selected a United Kingdom starring David Oyelo. Yellow wo Whatever. You've selected a You've selected a United Kingdom starring David Oyelo. Oyelo. Yo yellow wo Starring David. Colette is rated R and earn a 6 out of 10 and earn a 6 out of 10 and earn a 6 out <laughs> And earned a 6 out of 10 stars. Colette is rated R and earned a 6 out of 10 star. Why? This has to be phrased weird. Normally I can get through this part. The hell did we change? Is it just supposed to be 6 out of 10 rating from IMDb.com? Did we just suddenly add in the stars? (sighs) Colette is rated. Colette is rated R and earned a 6 out of 10. And earned a 6 out of 10 stars rating from IMDb.com. For tickets and showtimes, please visit MegaplexTheaters.com. For the Lego... Ninja? Is it Ninja? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's just... Not Ninjago. Ninjago. It's Ninja Go. Ninja. Okay. For the Le- For the Lego Ninja Go... For the Lego Ninja Go movie, please press 1. You've selected the... Le- You've selected the Lego Nin... You've selected the Lego Ninja movie... You've selected the Lego Fudge. You've selected the Lego Ninja. Go- You've selected the Lego Ninja Go movie starring Jackie Chan, Dave Franco, Michael Pena, and Fred and Fred Ar- Armisen. And Fred Armisen. For plot description, please say tell me more. So apparently it's Ninjago. Whatever. What do I know? For the Lego Ninja Ninjago. For the Lego Ninjago movie, please press 3. You've selected the Lego Ninjago... That just seems stupid. Dumb movies. You've selected the Le- You've selected the Lego Ninjago... You've selected the Lego Ninjago... You've selected the Lego Ninja... Ninjago... God, what a stupid... You've selected the... You've selected the Lego... What a stupid movie! Stupid! You've selected the Lego Ninjago... You've selected the Lego Ninja Ninjago Ninjago movie 
starring Jackie Chan, Dave Franco, Michael Pena, and Fred Armisen. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. I'm crying. What a, a stupid t- movie. Stupid. <laughs> you know, Lloyd has a great voice. Really <laughs> it's not Lloyd. It's the, the movie's own phone guy. It's, what are you doing? Uh, unrelated. Lloyd has a great voice. Well, he does. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> what a stupid movie. Ninjago. What a stupid movie. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh, well, I so... said Ninjago like 73 times. <laughs> and then even when he knew it was Ninjago. It's no, it's... <laughs> Ninja. Nin, nin, Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Go? <laughs> oh, oh that's amazing. Stupid. <laughs> that's amazing. Have you ever done, have you ever, uh, have you ever, <laughs> oh, what the heck? Have you ever done that, Jake? What? Have you ever done the phone thing? The movie's own um, phone? Yeah. No, I have not. Have you? Did I do that once? I thought I, thought I did, yeah. Austin, did I? I don't know. Did you? Yeah. I know yeah, you participated yeah. in uh, part of it sometimes. Yeah, the uh, this this part you participated from time to time. Tell me more. But I don't know if you've done the actual. Yeah, I think you have. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure I did. Well, whoever that guy is, he's got a great voice. He does. He just struggles with the word ninjago. Ninjago. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid David movie. A yellow what? Starring David. Starring the, David. The, the, this movie is stupid because I can't pronounce the name. Oh, man. Oh, there's almost, there's seriously almost 12 minutes of that. Mm. But I can only carve it down to two I'm glad so. you did. It was brilliant. And the Ninjago is just classic. And he hates it. He with does. a fire. But good man, it's him. good stuff. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. On a Total Request Tuesday, who does this want to go out to? Austin Terry. Shout out to Terry. Love myself a little Stephen Wolf. This is exercise music for Terry? Yeah, why not? Are you judging his exercise music now? No, not at all. I like that Listen, chicken fat go guy. This at least has electric guitar in it. (laughs) You haven't told us, Gordon, what is your go-to exercise music? Uh, that's a great, that's a great question. I, I mix it up when I uh, do my various exercises. In fact, today I had my phone going in, uh, in where I exercise and I left it on the floor and I left the music playing and now my phone is dead. I never let my phone go dead, but it's dead right now. It may never recover. Well, anyway, you know, so- there's a pretty easy solution for that, right? Yeah, but the, I have one of those chargers that you lay the phone on top of, and for whatever reason, it's not really charging right now. So I, I got to find a different, uh, a different way. Maybe got to plug it in like the rest of us. I don't know. <laughs> I checked to see if it was plugged in. It it is plugged in, but I try to not to let my phone absolutely die. Uh, what happens when it does? Does it? Uh, you have to turn it back on, uh, or does it turn on automatically after it's charged? I don't know. I think you usually just throw it away, right? 
<laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I'll come get her. For, I'll, you, I'll come you, get her. You throw it that. away and then drop another girl on a new one. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that anytime soon. But uh, but anyway, yeah, we've had fun with the exercise music today. Um, all kinds of different selections. Yeah. Know? Well, what did you uh, let bleed your battery dry? You never answered. It was it, it was a common. It was my it was a playlist that had all different artists on it. Still not an answer. Well, I mean, I I can't name every artist that's on there. I have probably 250 on there. Give us three. Uh, Johnny Cash is on there. What song? Uh, Oh, geez, I don't know. It's some obscure song. That I thought I that I thought I liked. It wasn't uh, hadn't been overplayed as a workout song, huh? Oh, not as a workout. A workout song, you know. Today uh, there were a number of uh, Old Dominion songs that I was working out to. Some Reba uh, too? No, no Reba. Winona? No. But I'm trying to think of. I like songs that have a heavy beat to them when you're working out, so that you can you know feel. A little pumped up, uh, like you're, like you're uh, getting a rhythm somewhere, you know. Like C and C Music Factory. <laughs> that probably wouldn't be bad. I don't have that on my phone. But no. uh, uh, how about you? Gonna make you sweat. <laughs> I. Uh, I don't exercise. See, you can you can exercise to that. You don't exercise? No. At all? I don't know. I walked today. He tried to exercise recently, run a kite for his daughter, and you ridiculed him for three weeks. Yeah, so I've just given up. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Come on, Jake. you got to have some exercise routine. Uh, I call them 12-ounce curls, Gordon. They've been very, very effective for me thus far, especially during the pandemic. It's been just it's, – it's really kept me in shape. When was the last time you did a push-up? Um, it's a personal question. Let's see. <laughs> let's see here. I think uh, years. I think Al Gore was running for president. What What happened most recently? You doing a push up or Gordon mowing his lawn? Oh, my push up for sure. Because <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> you weren't alive sure. the last time Gordon mowed his lawn. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> in '83, I wasn't doing any push ups. <laughs> Uh, actually, it was before that, I think. But uh, yeah, right. I did used to still blow the driveway. Anyway, you, you really need to get an exercise routine, Jake. Do I'm, I? I'm, count, I'm counting on. <laughs> Austin, do you have? Do you do calisthenics at least? Do you do, what do you, anything? Yeah. Nothing? I, I get some cardio in here and there. When you've got a 20-month-old, you get a lot of exercise. All right. Well, you guys are setting a bad example. The whole the whole theme today was to inspire our listeners to exercise. It your, was your, your theme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, you mine, mine was go. find a way to be happy during all this. That was my theme. <laughs> Keep your head down and let's just get through it. I mean, the last thing I want to do right now is add one more thing I hate doing to my list. Amen to that, right? Wait, you don't like exercising? If a bear were chasing me, I wouldn't run. <laughs> I guess you're not supposed to run when a bear chases you, but still. You know the joke about that. You don't have to be faster than the bear. You're just going to be faster than the other guy. What if you're Wait, alone? let me write that down. What was that? <laughs> right, you got it? Got All it. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm with Austin. I think if I were Indiana Jones and that ball was rolling behind me, I'd just stand. I'd be like, you know what? I had a good run. What trilogy? It ends here. I can go through all this mess of running through the jungle and blah, 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 or I could just stand here and you know what? If the good time. If this motorbike runs out of gas, this is where I die. That's right it. Here. Right with here. With these Nazis chasing me down. That's it. I don't run much anymore, fellas. I walk. But still, walking's healthy. Walking's good. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming but, up but next. But pick up a wave every once in a while, Jake. What about 12-ounce curls? Don't and you eat a plum. <laughs> Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. A box of prunes, maybe? Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. As they say, Gordon, Tuesday's gone with the wind now. It is, is that what they say? What is that? That's uh, Skinner, right? That's correct. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, it's almost time to ninja go. Or Ninjago, if you will. Yeah, or Ninja. Or go! Ninja, go! Makes a lot more sense. Lego, Stupid Ninja, movie. go movie. Uh, yeah, that was uh, fun. Yeah, I I, yeah. I thought that was a pretty good one for our drops of the day today, where I uh, yeah. threw in the movie zone phone guy struggling. Uh, yeah, the outtakes. Was... I, I love it that Austin has uh, 12 total minutes of that. I think I want that whole file emailed to me. <laughs> oh, I think I can make a pretty dime if I put it up for sale somehow. <laughs> Amazing. That's that's the road home next year. we got to auction that one off. Great. Idea. Yeah, we got to auction that one off for the road home. No Great doubt idea. about it. Where do you keep, uh, by the way, where do you keep the uh, the, the Dirty Mind montage? Uh, in a safe in Scotty G's basement. <laughs> How many of those do you have? Sort of clandestine type, uh, tucked away somewhere. Too many. Just... Too many. <laughs> you ought to be you know, nicer to me, really. Think about it, uh, Jake. Austin has material on everybody. I know. Why? You know, it, it, it's Austin. He's got an insurance policy on everybody is another way to look <laughs> I at just, it. I just searched a file called Do Not Air, and uh, 90% of it is Gordon. So. And, and by the way, Austin is an extraordinarily patient man because uh, a lesser... Uh, so person would have blackmailed you with this stuff a long time ago. Oh, come on. It's not like, it, that's all stuff I said on the air. It's not stuff that I was saying. That's worse. That you know of. Well, yeah, but it, it, it's, oh, what, is he recording us during the break? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> well, it's a good thing I don't ever, you know, no. talk, uh, swear or anything during breaks. Yeah, like you never do. say anything controversial during breaks, do you? Um, that I, I cannot, uh, say, but, uh, anyway, that, Tell me so, more. a lot of that stuff's actually pretty harmless. I mean, it's it just, I, I, I don't think it's as well, there is one that I said that I didn't mean the way you were taking it. Something that had to do with, uh, <laughs> that's probably one of the funniest ones of all, Austin. Is the uh, the one that has the name of a certain uh, hamburger joint? That one has been removed permanently. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. has it? Even in the the copy that is in Scotty's safe in his basement, that doesn't exist anymore. The, the, fe- really, the feds came in and cleaned that one out. Yeah. Have they really told you not to play the the that montage? Yes, every every I get an email every quarter that says, "Hey, that hasn't played yet, has it?" <laughs> Well, then why do we play it for the road home? Because it's for a good cause. Well, I mean, it's 
If you want, All I'll right. play it, and then we'll all need jobs. But hey, <laughs> I don't know. I just loved hearing uh, "He Who Shall Not Be Named" uh, with the great voice stumbling again and again during those uh, drops of the day. Little known fact: Voldemort's the voice of the movie. Phone. Indeed, yeah. Is it? Sounds yeah. a little bit like Lloyd, but that's a compliment to Lloyd. So. A lot of people think that, but they're wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we want to say big thanks. Uh, Bowler uh, jumped on with us today. Gordon Austin Lee, yeah. I thought he was terrific as well. So he's getting ready uh, for hopefully a, a future in the NFL. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That's all up at uh, 1280thezone.com. So make sure and check that out. Uh, Gordo, I'll talk to you tomorrow, my friend. All right, Jake. It's fun today. All right. We'll talk to you then. It is the big show, 97.5 and 12.